letting you know what's going on without going on and on and on. Welcome to a fast-paced way to get caught up on all the day's biggest local stories from News Talk 830-WCCO. This is the All Local. With Tuesday's WCCO All Local, I'm Lindsay Peterson. Today's stories include local reaction to Donald Trump's latest indictment, charges in a weekend shooting of a Minneapolis police officer, and Minneapolis Mayor Jacob Fry out with his budget proposal for the city. Well, we begin today with charges in the death of a three-year-old in Pine County last week. Here's Laura Oaks. Charges are filed against a Hinckley man after his three-year-old son fatally shot himself in the head last week. 26-year-old Roy Dean Pauza Moore admits to investigators he left the child alone in a room with a loaded gun while he was on a different floor of the home playing video games. According to the Pine County Sheriff's Office, Pauza Moore says he kept his handgun in an unenclosed, unsecured area in the gun safe and that the safe was knocked over when he and his roommate entered the bedroom and found the boy. Pauza Moore is charged with two counts of second-degree manslaughter, child endangerment by firearm access, and negligent storage of a firearm. Laura Oaks, News Talk 830 WCCO. Former President Donald Trump and 18 others were criminally charged in a broad indictment over their efforts to overturn the 2020 election results in Georgia on Monday. One of the charges brought against Trump is a RICO charge, which Jeffrey Grell of the University of Minnesota Law School says ties all of the other charges together and is similar to a case in Minnesota. The, the one RICO count includes all the other 40 crimes that are charged out individually in the indictment as well. So RICO basically just brings everything together in one count against all 19 of the defendants that are listed in the indictment. Similar to what U.S. Attorney Andy Luger did in Minneapolis earlier this summer, it enables the prosecutor to charge everybody all at once. The 19 defendants, including Donald Trump, have until August 25th to voluntarily surrender. Mark Fry, News Talk 830 WCCO. Minneapolis Mayor Jacob Fry proposing his $1.8 billion budget for the city next year, much of which incorporates mandated police and public safety reforms following the 2020 murder of George Floyd. Fry says change isn't cheap and is no longer optional. An investment of approximately $16 million in 2024 and nearly $11 million in 2025 and beyond. This will be a combination of ongoing and one-time funding and will go toward the implementation of this agreement, meaning the daily work of compliance. That spending also includes 28 civilian positions within the police department. It'll be worth it when people on the street feel the change in the interactions that they have with officers. It'll be worth it when officers consistently have the support they need to do their job and do it in full, and to provide compassionate and caring public safety. And it will be worth it years from now when people look to Minneapolis for how to change policing in America. Fry's plan also addresses climate change, investments in city parks and streets, and public housing. So far this year, Public Works has needed to fill 8,000 potholes citywide. Funding comes from several sources, including state aid and a 6.2% increase in the city's property tax levy. The Minneapolis City Council will now consider the proposal and finalize it in the coming months. I'm Mark Fry. Minnesota's getting one more blast of summer heat before the Minnesota State Fair begins. WCCO Chief Meteorologist Paul Douglas says Saturday through Tuesday, expect mid-90s. And the metro was some to the southwest, reaching 100. Heat indexes, heat indices could get as high as 110 in parts of the state. It's going to be stinking hot. And uh, one last hurrah before the State Fair. I think it does cool off a little bit in time for the Minnesota State Fair. So I'm, I'm optimistic that the worst of this will be over before we all head over 
to Falcon Heights. The state fair begins one week from Thursday. And our rain over the past few days is just what the doctor ordered for our drought conditions. Assistant state climatologist Pete Boulay says we're still in a drought, but this is a good start. The next stage would be trying to uh, recover um, lake levels uh, and streams. Uh, you know, looking at Lake Minnetonka, White Bear Lake, both places went up about a about a tenth of a foot, uh, but uh, there's a lot more recovery that can happen there, too. Boulay says while most parts of the metro received an inch or two of rain, much more fell in Wright County to the northwest of the metro. He says some folks there are even dealing with wet basements. Laura Oaks, News Talk 830, WCCO. With the end of the federal public health emergency in May, changes to food assistance programs are leaving Minnesota food shelves strained. July marked the end of the last extended pandemic food assistance program in the state, and food insecurity for low-income populations is rising. CEO of Veep, Carrie Thompson, runs the Twin Cities' largest food pantry and says the problem is statewide. I've talked with some of the other CEOs at the other food shelves, and they're seeing the same things that we're seeing, just an increase in the need, longer wait times for appointments, and foods just coming off the shelves quicker and faster than it ever has been. In 2022, Veep served over 20,000 Minnesotans, and with a higher amount expected this year, food resources are limited. To find out how to donate, visit veep.org. Taylor Rivera. News Talk 830-WCCO. I'm Mark Fry. The man is dead after a shooting last night in St. Paul. It happened around 9 p.m. on Raspberry Island near downtown. Sergeant Mike Ernster says investigators need help from the public. We need people to call us. We know that there were several people on scene. The scene was described as chaotic as officers were arriving. Uh, we know that there's people out there that know what occurred, and we need them to call us. It's the city's 23rd homicide of the year. This is Laura Oaks. Duluth becomes the latest and so far largest city in Minnesota to ban marijuana use in public places. Marijuana use near public parks, medical facilities, or near public transportation will come with $25 fines for first-time offenders and increases $25 for each ensuing offense. The smoking ban includes uh, cannabis ingestion as well in the form of vaping, edibles, e-cigarettes, and tobacco. From victory after victory to one of the losingest teams in the state. Holy Family's new head football coach Dan O'Brien left the successful St. Thomas Academy football program to take over at Holy Family, a team that's lost 21 straight games. He tells Vanita Sakar that a main focus is to get students involved. The numbers are down, uh, still not great, but we've been able to increase the numbers a little bit. We had 60 kids yesterday uh, that showed up for the first day, so we were pleased with that. Uh, but that's the number one thing, is just to build some relationship with kids and get the kids here in the building and uh, hopefully... Uh, our hard work will pay off. Joining O'Brien at Holy Family are Hall of Fame coaches Dave Nelson, who made his mark at Blaine and Minnetonka High Schools, and Jeff Ferguson, who coached for decades at Totino Grace. Mark Fry, News Talk 830 WCCO. Finally today, the Vikings said goodbye to Delvin Cook, releasing the four-time Pro Bowl running back. Now he's teaming up with a former rival. Cook will play with former Packer QB Aaron Rodgers for the New York Jets. WCCO's Henry Lake tells Vanita Sakar in the WCCO Morning News that it was all financial when it came to the Vikings keeping Cook. Like any organization, you got to cut ties with guys that are talented, that, that you like, that have been around, that have put in good work for you. But I think with the injury, uh, in, injury history, rather, excuse me, um, with Dalvin Cook, I think that you just kind of had to, you know, go your separate ways. And now that he's signed with the Jets, the Vikings organization is off the hook for an additional $2 million that was going to be guaranteed to, to Dalvin Cook 
um, per his contract. But now that he's signed on with the new team, um, they don't have to do that. Thanks for listening to WCCO's All Local. You can find each day's All Local and all of our podcasts at WCCORadio.com or by downloading the Odyssey app. I'm Lindsey Peterson, News Talk 830 WCCO.